What's up, everybody? It is Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and I got Mr. fucking Red Eyes over there. Mike with me on the Mike and Miss show. What's up, Mike? What's up with your face? I got a little bit of that puff puff give before the show. That's what it looks like, right? <laughs> it sure me does. and Uncle Uncle Elroy. Uncle Elroy. Yep. Got that puff puff <laughs> give before this. Well, if what anyone is really must going know. On? So, you know, I've been having a, a, a rough few years where as far as my streaks have gone. So, first of all, <laughs> I'd yeah. never been stung by a bee. Until I was 38 years old. Okay. Yeah. Not one time I got stung two years ago because home ownership, right? They say home ownership. It's more like home ownership. So I'm fucking around with house stuff and I get stung by a damn bee, right? A yellow jacket. Mm -hmm. The year after that, I get stung again. So not stung for 37 years straight, 38th year. I'm stung. <laughs> yeah. and I get stung again, right? Two years in a row. Never had pink eye in my entire life. And I'll tell you, that's like a miracle because both of my kids are sick week in and week out. Like they just trade, boom, boom, sick, sick, sick with conjunctivitis and this eye, that eye, both eyes, all the eyes, everyone's eyes except me. Even Steph has become yeah. a victim of this. I woke up this morning and I couldn't see. I woke up this morning and I was like, I can't open my eyes. Like, what the fuck's going on here? They're crusted. And my right eye was all crusty crazy, right? Crusty yeah. clowned. And then an hour later, my left eye, I noticed, was super red. And now both of them are all all out of whack. They they red as fuck, too, man. Like when it's I tell obvious, you, like you, I don't know how well you can see these things, but. Says Joe Ivy says, I was going to ask last night if Mike had pink eye. Wow. She's going to ask you last night. You need to tell so Steph my, to stop farting on your goddamn pillow. Yeah, it probably was maybe my right eye was starting to get red. Dude, wow holy shit let me tell well, you i can tell you right now um i've never had pink eye in my life but i did i did have a friend of mine that used pink eye to get out of work one day but <laughs> he wasn't he didn't really have pink eye he got really high in high school and then he put clear eyes in one eye and then rubbed the other one really hard so it puffed up and then he went into his work and told him that he thinks he has pink eye and they sent him home for a week it's fucking sweet he didn't get paid but he didn't have to work that day Wicked smart guy. But hey, we got a big wow. show tonight. We got three, we got four guests lined up. Um, starting off with Tyler Randall. Rookie Randall will be starting us off in a few minutes here. Uh, followed by Isaac the Honey Badger Doolittle, who's co-maining Delray Beach um, against Jake Boswick next week. Then we got fucking Renee, Renee Rodriguez, white boy, Renee Rodriguez, dude. Street fight legend. Uh import to the BKFC and now he's making his second trip to the ring to the squared circle. And I cannot wait to talk to this guy because he has a crazy background story. He has a crazy career in fighting uh, sanctioned and unsanctioned. It's going to be super cool to talk to him. Then we're going to finish up the show with former Bellator two time featherweight champion, Daniel Strauss, who's headlining the fight next week, uh, he headlining the card next week against Datwin. Unbelievable show tonight. Unbelievable lineup of fighters. But we got to say some shout outs to our sponsors to kick this thing off like we always do. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first time home buyer requirement, 
100% cash out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. Mortgage, they're the ones that are going to make all your home buying dreams come true. And the guy you're going to talk to is Michael Mish, 860-884-2103. Talk to Mike. I promise it'll be worth your while. And when you're sitting in your new home with your feet up, drinking vodka and cranberry and watching Mike and Mish on Wednesdays and Thursdays, you'll thank us for this. Uh, we also got Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. You got, I got the hat on. Mike's got a shirt on. Um, they got a whole lineup of awesome gear. Go to GorillaWarfareApparel.com. Use Mike and Mish promo code and get 15% off anything you buy on their website. They are fucking awesome stuff. If you're trying to get jacked, if you're trying to get skinny, if you're trying to get some energy, whatever you need. If it's a supplement, they got it. Go to CondemnedLabs.com. Use promo code Mike and Mish. Get 10% off. We're creeping towards the spring. It's spring. Your freaking clocks forward this weekend. So you know what that means. It's time to start shedding that winter weight. Get some of that fat burner, some pre-workout, some creatine, and get in the gym. And then head over to Instagram. Hit up BK Bet Shark and uh, follow this man for all your betting guide guidance. He's a uh, He's got a very high win percentage and he's really stacking some cash for a lot of people. And I suggest that you guys go check him out. If you're, if you're a gambler, you like to, you like to bet on these fights. He's, he's really making a, a pretty good name for himself in the bare knuckle betting industry. And then last but not least, we got bare knuckle corn snacks. Uh, if you like popcorn and you like flavor, I was, I was actually talking to somebody at work about this today, Mike, and we pulled up their website, and they have a ton, ton a of ton. options. A ton. So go to whatspoppincornsnacks.com and check out all their stuff. With that said, Tyler Randall just messaged me. He's about two minutes out. He's going to be on any minute here. Um, I'm excited about this, dude. Tyler's coming off uh, a loss against Kerry Caprio about a year ago, and, um, you know, He's still ranked number two in in his division. He wants to get a, a win and get back on track and be back in that, you know, title contention talk. And uh, while, you know, in the last year, Chancey Wilson's looked great. He did take a loss in his last one against J.R. Ridge, but that was a fight of the night fight. He was there bell to bell. And uh, Chancey has been very impressive. So this is a really nice matchup for a rookie. What do you think? Oh, I think it's great. Uh, I I actually am bewildered, right? I'm going to use the word bewildered <laughs> when bewildered. I look. Yep, because I, here I am. Because he's hey, not in the top me, five? Yes, yes, Kyle. Why would he not, not be in the top five? The man has fought at this weight class many times. Uh, he's fought all the best guys. And uh, I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand. So if you are a person that is looking at the rankings and you only have slim pickings at 120, it's not like there's like a hundred people to pick from here. So there's only so many names that yeah. you have to look at and you got to go in and you find out what their record is and you find out who they fought. 
in what weight they fought at. And you see Chancey Wilson. And how could you not put him in there? I mean, I feel like it's like a, a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You got a guy in here. What is he, two and two? And then you have other people that are one to know. And I'm not saying that some people didn't do a good job, but I mean, doesn't that just seem like an easy thing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You have Owen and ones and one and O's, and then you have this guy's two and two, and he's fighting Randall. Uh, it's just like that same situation that happened where somehow Randall ended up in first place uh, above J.R. Ridge, and yes. he didn't even fight. So, right. So the guy ahead, uh, two guys ahead of him in the in the rankings, and. I know that Daniel Alvarez has been asking for a fight for a long time. We talked to Scott oh a lot. They, it, 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 it's, it, it's not it's not anything on Daniel Alvarez. He's only one and oh, but he does have his win over the number one ranked guy, J.R. Ridge, right now. <laughs> yes, so I does. would I would leave him in there before Marciano Hernandez. Because Marciano yes. Hernandez, his two wins are against uh Raymond Locker, who was 0-1 going into that now 0 and two, and then um RIP to uh, Gerald Grigori, but you guys, you know, no, no offense to Gerald. He was a great guy, but you know what? He wasn't the biggest threat in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, so for Marciano Hernandez to be two and zero with those two wins and sitting there and, you know, he hasn't fought for almost a year as well. So I, I don't, I don't get how Chancey Wilson who stayed busy and has looked good does not crack into that top five. But I also don't understand. Get him out of there. Like, and, and like, I also don't understand how John Dotson didn't jump to number two right behind J.R. Ridge in front of Tyler Randall, who's going to be joining us in a minute here. I, not, you know, nothing against any of these fighters. I just think I try to think as logical as possible. And and Tyler Randall is coming off a loss against Kerry Caprio. And uh, we're going to talk to him about that in a minute here. But he's coming off a loss. And in the same time, in that in between his loss and now, John Dotson has beat a UFC fighter and a former champion in Jared Grant, and he's sitting at number three behind Tyler. So I the the ranking system just doesn't sound fucking doesn't seem to be making sense to me right now. We need some we need some new peeps up in there. <laughs> that's that's what I think. We need some new peeps. Who do we get in here? Let's uh, we'll get Corey Rivera on board. We'll get me and you. We'll get Debbie Jean. We'll get Joe Ivy, Susan Walker, Big Ben, Absent Minded, and we'll see if we can get a good ranking system going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get all these people. Let's <laughs> write a letter. Time to write a letter. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> you know what I noticed that really pisses me off. I'm jumping way off, right? This isn't has nothing to do with bare knuckle, but every now and then. I like to do like a little what grinds my gears because there's a lot of things in this world that grind my gears. It, it doesn't take a lot. Okay. It doesn't take a lot. You know what I really hate, Kyle? You know what What's I that? really don't like when people do this to me? They put me in this awkward position, right? Okay. What? When someone tells me to try something, food, right? Yeah. And they say, hey. They want you to like it. They want you to like it. <laughs> they hand you the food and then you take the food reluctantly sometimes sometimes you don't even want it but you're like you know what fine I'll, I'll so good let me try it and you take it and then when you go to eat it this is the part i hate they stare at you while you're chewing yeah and they they're looking at you like huh oh 
and you're chewing your, your food and they're just staring at you waiting for your reaction. So it's like almost like you're like, oh, mm, that's pretty good. I hate that. It's the most awkward <laughs> moment. Right. And the problem yeah. is, is what if it sucks? Right. Then you're like, oh, no, I don't like this. Oh. One time I don't like seafood. Right. I got this guy, Nate, that works with us. He's like, hey, try out this fucking shark beef, shark jerky, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't like fish. He's like, oh, it's not that fishy at all. And I'm like, all right, well, shark jerky. I'm going to try that shit out, right? Shark jerky. Can't, can't turn that down. I grabbed this shark jerky. I put it in my mouth. And I what? swear to God, like the second it got in my mouth, I knew I hated it. Like the second, <laughs> I, the second I put it in, I was like, oh, God, no. Why did I do this? And I started like almost gagging, but I kept it. I kept it back. So I'm chewing it, and he's talking to me in the break room. And I'm going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I fucking the second I had, the second I got to get out of there, I got the hell out of there, and I fucking ran right to the trash. And I was like, ugh, fucking dry heaving and shit. Oh, it was awful. Oh my god, Did I they, hated. Were they you... staring at me, waiting for me to what puke in your face? Like I didn't was like this it. recently. Nah, this was a long time ago. But oh. the food thing happened recently, and I was, you know, the, the shark thing happened a while ago. But the food thing, like, I, it happened recently, and I was like, this is so weird. What? Why? I don't like this. All don't right. do well, this to people. Don't do this gonna, to people. <laughs> I thought you were going to relate that to the rankings. And, and, no, and no, no. That's what I was saying. I'm going way <laughs> off in the right field. As we okay. waited for Rookie Randall, I, I, I felt like killing He's a few here seconds. Now. Okay. Yeah, all right. I well, can see his beautiful beard down there. Is that's fantastic. That all right. Thing. So, hey, guys, we got our first guest of the evening tonight. He's going to be fighting Chansey Superfly Wilson, getting back on track here in Delray Beach, Florida next week, March 17th, St. Patty's Day. Let's get the rookie in here. Tyler, rookie Randall. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. How you doing? Yo. Hey, you know, you know, we're always doing good. How are you? Not too bad, living the dream, I'd say. Excited about uh, St. Patty's weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Let me let me ask you about that. Um, so you haven't you fought last? I think last June. I I think it was June against yes, Caprio. Super tough kid, man. Um, yeah. That was that was a hell of a little fucking scrap between the two of you. You've been out for a minute since then. Were you? Did you want to take um, this break? and recoup after taking the loss and maybe re rethinking some things or was it just a matter of they didn't offer you a fight since june <clears throat> so i tried to get back in a little sooner but uh the way their uh, matchmaking and things i guess didn't line up for me to be on the earlier cards they tried but they couldn't so i yeah. was like no rush you know when we can and then this fight lined up so we took it you took it, and you're taking it against a guy who's who's extremely like uh, like we just talked about. Chancey has looked really good in his last couple of fights. His last fight was against J.R. Ridge, and it was a fight of the night winner right there. Um, I think they were co-fight of the nights. I, I'm pretty positive mm -hmm. about that. Um, he's looked great. Your your division is really stacking up. It, your division itself is looking great. It's how how good does it feel to be back in there and to be stepping in there with a guy like Chancey? Where if you do take a W of over him, that puts you, you know, right back in the talks of, you know, top, top guy in that division. Honestly, it's uh, it's a real blessing. Uh, any way that you look at it, I'm extremely excited to fight someone who has more of the experience in, in the league and has been there in a while. You know what I mean? He was one of the earliest flyweights or maybe any strawweight, strawweight for BKFC early on. But, uh, you know, he has a lot of experience with them, so I'm excited about the, about this bout. I really am. His style, I feel like, matches up really well with mine, too. Yeah. So. 
he's a he's a big he's a big difference from your last opponent. Would you say, Kerry Capriano? Oh, 100 percent. You know, what I yeah. mean, the the reach is completely different. The height, one's orthodox, one's southpaw. Right. It's it's a huge huge difference. Um, so it's it's almost like you can't really take anything from that last fight and uh, and and make too many adjustments off of what you did in that fight for this one because you know they're. 100 percent different people you know 100 percent. so there's certain things of course that i could t- actually i was able to take a lot from my last fight that i you know dealt with and you know I, I allowed myself to get kind of frustrated in the fight and not fight the way i like to fight um and that came through with my own little bit of arrogance and you know whatever but i worked through it I progressed through it and i spent some time rehabbing and fixing a lot of things that i had wrong and then getting a good time out for this camp was awesome so now we got to add things and change things throughout so you're saying that your adjustments from the last one were more more mental than physical. Correct. Right? Yeah. I mean, Caprio, he shot. I mean, he surprised a lot of us, though. Mike and I were there that night and we talked to you guys down there at that event. And in the first round, if I remember it correctly, it looked like you were kind of doing your thing. And uh, did you knock him down a couple times, one or two times in the first round? Uh, so I, I clipped him real hard a couple times in the first round and then I hit him with a naked overhand right. And just dropped him, dropped him pretty well. Uh, I didn't clip him clean on the chin, but I clipped him in the cheek, and it was hard enough to frame the fall clean down. Um, I'm not, I don't think I knocked him down a second time, but I think I just hurt him significantly again. Uh, I think I knocked his mouthpiece out and like wobbled him to the ropes. Uh, but then going in a little bit later in the little rounds, I started getting cocky and arrogant, like relying on just like trying to put him to sleep instead of just actually fighting him and just boxing him. And I paid the price for that because he had a, he had a much longer reach. So staying in the pocket yeah. like that and trying to hit him, they added up quick. Nah, he's a beast for sure. Like he showed a lot of people that he belonged in there. That's for sure. Especially against a guy like yourself, top of the division kind of guy. Uh, your opponent's in the comments right now says it's going to be a fire ass fight. Looking forward to it. See you soon, rookie. So two good guys going in there fighting each other. Do you guys know each other or is this going to be the, the um, first time so you meet will be the first time you start swinging at each other? We uh, talked for a second over in, we talked two times, like probably like a minute, maybe each time over in Kansas. Hmm. Um, Cause he fought Justin That's Martinez right. when I fought Joshua Ritchie. That's right. You guys were both there uh, in, in uh, it was in Wichita. We just got yeah. done. So, yeah. so you want to hear something funny? So my kids play this fucking game. This on guy tab. down here, Honey Badger, was there too. Yeah, and the guy They're in the waiting there. room. They're it's the a whole big old team. party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my kids play this thing on their tablet where they like, it's kind of like rock band, I mean, uh, Guitar Hero, where the thing comes at you and you got to hit the buttons to make music. But it's more like a piano, right? And they yeah, play yeah. this. They play this song, and the song's called Wichita, right? <laughs> so it's like na 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 Wichita. It's got words. And they're like, "Daddy, you've been to Wichita, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." There's nothing to do in Wichita. It's yeah. six, 60 mile an hour winds, local bars, and <laughs> fucking nothing to do out there. I would be okay with not going back, but of course I'll go back to another. <laughs> right. All you see is flat. Everything's yeah. just flat. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, listen, well, not the really totally. I okay, Isaac Doolittle is in the we could see he's him in the green room. He's agreeing. There. He's agreeing. He's yes, north and south, <laughs> north and south. But we were there for only a few days. So, you know, sure know but the wind fucking sucked. Oh, my God. We were walking the damn the hotel. Target. 
was next to Target, and we were walking to Target, and I was like, how the fuck do I feel like I want to just die here in the middle of the parking lot? I did the same thing. My bags like, were flying this. around everywhere. <laughs> it's the worst. Dude, but I will say this. There was the biggest, most impressive gym I've ever seen in my life oh, that was in awesome Wichita. Gym. Whatever gym all the fighters were using to uh, to go cut weight, there was a, this, this massive complex. I don't even know what the hell it was called. I'd have yeah. to Google it. We were in that it was back like, room. It had a full court basketball court. It had a movie theater in it. Uh, it had. It was like I'm like what? The there was that big ass jacuzzi. I mean, the jacuzzi was the size of like a small pool, like an above ground pool that <laughs> yeah. you would see in somebody's yard, right? And no then there shit. was a sauna next to a steam room. And I think Crystal Pittman died and came back to life between those two rooms. <laughs> yep, I was there for. It. But yeah, for real, it was huge. It was awesome. Uh, definitely a, a pretty cool damn place. Yeah, I had I ended up uh, doing my weight cut actually in my hotel room that time. Dude. No shit. Yeah. So, because you're from you're from Cape Coral, or are you still living? Uh, Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Yeah. His in laws. His in laws live there. My parents live in Cape Coral. Oh, nice. Small yeah, world. yeah. My mom keeps gushing about this damn fucking all fresh produce market that opened down there. It's like oh, Browns sprouts or something, something i don't know she's she's like it's like it's like a produce superstore i'm like wow <laughs> oh my they're, God. they're pretty lit yeah, yeah. That's, it's like that's... the 60s all over again man <laughs> there's no high fructose corn syrup in this place <laughs> No, nah, it's super cool. Like she's like, it's so funny that like when your parents get older and re re retire, they go down south and like that's the kind of stuff. But they, but my they're they're pretty. I'm not busting my parents' balls right now. Right? Exciting Sorry news to tell you. Yeah. Um. So, dude, back to the fight. What can we expect between you and Chancy? And you know that Chancy's ready to go all five. He does he he does that pretty regularly. So, uh, what can we expect between rookie and Chancy? Um. Honestly, I'd say. A fast fight. Just a fast-paced fight. Um, shit. I'm just excited. Uh, I watched, Don't get I've been ahead watching of footage over and over. I've been training. I've been visualizing, seeing what I need to do, seeing what you know, what I need, how I have to do, how I have to press, having my partners come in and simulate him, going and finding partners to simulate him, just practicing over and over what I need to do. You're just going to see a war. Um, if he's there, ready to go, I'm ready to go too. Definitely, man. Well, we know that that's what you do when you come in there. We, you know that's what he does when he goes in there. So it's exciting. Now, say, I'm not telling you to look past him, especially because he's in the comments listening to you talk right now. But you go in there and you get a W in Delray Beach in Florida on March 17th. Um, you trying to stay busy this this year compared to last year? You trying to stay? You get right back in there if, as soon as possible? 100%. I would love to fight right after. Yeah, and you if got. If the fight goes the way I want it to go, I'd like to fight Dodson right after. I was just going to say, you got guys like John Dodson and J.R. Ridge up there. You you got some real tough dudes in, in your division. To, uh, clarify that belt holder. And maybe even like, I don't know if a run back with Kerry Caprio makes sense right now, but maybe if he gets a couple more fights and he comes back around. Gladly. And, uh, and you, Gladly. You, you try to right that wrong. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, keep well, sitting him down. 
Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait to see you back in there. It's it's uh, it, this is a sport that we like to see people busy in, and yep. and Ju- June to now is too long for us to not see you in there. Way too long. Um, I agree, hundred percent. I, I, you were just coming from the gym right now, right? So you're like, yes, sir. You're rip roaring and ready to go. We're gonna play a quick game with you before we get you out of here. Nice. You're from Florida. This is this is something that I really think is gonna be fun because you are a Florida man. You might not be a Florida man, but you're a Florida guy. Yeah. We're going to play a game called Was It a Florida Man? All right. And what I'm going to oh, do, what me and Mike are going to do, we're going to read you four headlines from the news. And all you're going to do is tell us yes or no if you believe that this incident happened in Florida. Okay. I'll kick this right <laughs> off. Number one, knife wielding man tries to get imaginary girlfriend from a garbage truck. <laughs> this is a, these are all, I mean, <laughs> These are real things. These are real things. They just might not. You're going to go with yes. And being from Florida, you happen to know things like this shit happens. Yes. The story also involved cocaine, crack cocaine and pepper spray, but that wouldn't fit into the newspaper headline. Hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. (laughs) Number two. All right. Bank robber attempts getaway in motorboat with a broken motor and still tries to paddle away from cops. Got to get out of here. I'm going to give it a yes on that, too. Florida. Oh, ho, ho, ho. we tricked him with this one. That is Damn. fake news. Oh, that did not happen in the great state news. of Florida. I don't okay. even know where it happened. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Number three. Trick. Man high on synthetic drug calls himself Thor and has sex with a tree. That's got to be fake news, man. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to break your, bust your bubble. Of course, it's Florida. Happened no. in Melbourne, Florida, and the man was high on flaca. Okay. Flaca. What is flaca? Waka flaca flame. It, it isn't flaca was the stuff that was turning everybody into like zombies, right? That was like no that fucking shit. zombie drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people were trying to eat people and shit on that stuff. Oh, Last was that one guy on the bridge on that, the bridge guy. <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, that about. ate that dude's face in Miami. Yes, he was on flaca. Yes, Eating that was faces in Miami. Meat. Yeah, Imagine that. yeah, you did a also drug. A Florida, you end up man. eating somebody's face. I mean, that's oh my god. Where'd they you get sober that? up and tell you what you did. You're like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, and you got shot, and it didn't even phase you. And now you're a walker. Here you go, Mike. Last one for rookie. Man escapes on lawnmower from intoxicated machete wielding man. <laughs> did it happen in Florida? You know what? Uh, I'm going to say it happened. There you go. Uh, Mike, where go did ahead. it happen? Mike, go ahead and read that. True. It actually took place in Delray Beach. You guys are going to see this guy. He's going to be in the <laughs> VIP area at the VKFC <laughs> Fights this week. Uh, next week. Probably. Yeah. That yeah, is he's a... going to be there. Actually, uh, we worked out a thing with David Feldman. He's going to be in your corner. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I need him there. Nah, man. I, when I was looking these stories up and I saw that this one particular story happened in Delray Beach. I was like, oh, I'm adding this shit to the game for sure. That's fucking too perfect because rookie Randall was taking on Chansey Superfly Wilson next week, March 17th, Delray Beach, Florida on a huge card headlined by Dat Wayne and Daniel Strauss. And you got Doolittle and Boswick on there. You got HD Davis on there. It's a huge ass card. You got Renee Rod- Rodriguez on there. Rookie, go ahead and give us your final thoughts. Give us a message. Shout some people out and let you out of here. Oh, man. <clears throat> I'm ready to take a head off St. Patty's Day. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bobby Gibbs, 
couple of my sponsors, Nerd Focus, Mike Ware Home Improvement, um, Lighting Realty Group, and uh, Roman Roofing. Uh, honestly, bro, I'm ready to go. Excited for it. <laughs> Blessed to say. And uh, I'm ready to be under the lights again. Smiling, doing what I got to do. Looking good, feeling good, fighting good. Get back on that winning track and uh, eyes on the prize, right? right 100%. Rookie? There it is, man. Well, everybody, if you haven't gotten the the uh, the app yet, the link your link tree is in the bottom here. It's been scrolling across the whole time. Is do you have a uh, an, an app link? In yeah, the there's link a link tree? in the app. If you go to my link tree, there's a link for the app, a link for different things. You know what I mean about BKFC stuff like that. There you go, people. Support rookie Randall and go check him out March seventeenth against Chancey Wilson. Mike, you got anything else for him? Nah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Wish we could be there for your fight, but uh, we will be watching and we'll catch up with you later on. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for having me and God bless. Thanks. All man. right, brother. Take, take it easy. Good luck. See ya. Peace. There he is. Tyler, rookie Randall, the number two ranked flyweight in the BKFC right now, ahead of John Donson, right behind J.R. Ridge. He, they, they got a couple really stout fighters at the top of that division, and that division's building up, so it's pretty exciting. Our second guest of the evening is the co-main event on the event that we've been talking about the last two nights, Delray Beach, Florida, BKFC 39. Let's bring on the man who'll be taking on Jake Boswick, Isaac. Honey Badger, Doolittle. What yeah. is going on, you Viking son of a bitch? How are you guys today? Doing great. Doing great, man. How are you? Pretty good. Just got done with some training, so. Dude, that, that beard, beard is getting I was just, long. It dude. is getting long. I, he's got an extra, you get, dude, you got an extra piece on the end of it. You know what I'm saying? No, I usually like tie it up for tight. Oh, because I feel like it looks so much longer than, well, when we last time we saw you in person was in Denver. Wow, because it was braided up pretty tightly. Yeah. Okay. Because that shit looks long as hell right now. It looks like the it's gonna the be fourth, hitting you nuts soon. The the fourth member of ZZ Top over here, my friend. Working Isaac, on it. Isaac, dude. Last time we saw you was in Denver, Colorado, putting on an absolute classic war with Man. Mike Richmond. We uh, we hung out with you guys after the fight. You guys are absolute gentlemen classy as fuck humble in victory or defeat that was one of the coolest nights that we've yep. had so far as media covering this because no, one of the to, best moments to, ever. to sit there and watch you two discuss that fight the ins and outs of that fight over a couple cold cold ones i think you don't even drink beer and you might have had a you don't drink right yeah i do occasionally i'm a german jew it takes way too much to get me drunk so what's the point <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I just remember you saying something like that. You don't really drink, but you'll have a couple of beers with Mike that night. And that was such I a mean, cool he did punch the shit out of me. So I owe him that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, it was amazing. You, you were showing that you deserve that, you know, title shot as well as he, just as much as he does. You, you emptied the tank in that fight. It was really something to see for sure. Um, but now you're, you're dropping weight and you had talked to us about that i believe you had already started eyeballing 175 prior um here we go you're, you're going to 175 uh you're fighting jake boswick which is a, a very tough customer in your first fight in that division um how are you feeling heading into this new division and how excited are you to fight a guy like jake I'm extremely excited to fight a guy like Jake because he always presses forward and I'm tired of chasing opponents around like it's uh, my kid at the mall and he's done something wrong. So 
Richmond was a fun fight because we stayed in the middle and we banged in the middle and all went down in the middle. Right. And you know that Jake, that's, that's exactly how he fights. It's, it's going to be a war for sure. You, if you asking for a war, you're going to get one. I always Um, ask for a war every time. Yeah. It's great, man. I, we love your style. Um, is, is a cut to 175 even all that much for you? Or is that more like kind of where you probably naturally should have been fighting to begin with? I mean, I'm a fat kid at heart. If I can eat <laughs> 7,000 calories going into the fight, I'm going to be happy. I actually have to cut this time. And I'm not sure I like giving up the foods that I like. Did you even really, how much did you cut to make 185 when you were fighting up there? When I was at Richmond, of course, I was like, Two weeks before, I was summoning mountains. I was going on runs, trail runs. The, like, I was everywhere. So I think I cut. I overcut. I cut three pounds, and I was two and a half under. So before, um, th- now that the fight has happened, right? And we didn't mention this to anybody before then, but y- you had some issues leading up to that Denver when you were traveling. I remember you told us a story, right, about getting to Denver that was just <laughs> – yeah absurd and i was like i cannot believe this guy is going through all of this and then to see the performance that you put on that night too you made weight you put on that crazy performance i think people need to hear a little bit of what went down on the way if you if you don't mind i mean we had it went because i went up to uh salida and i stayed with uh the 14ers jiu-jitsu with joel garza for about two weeks trying to get acclimated and by the way you can't get acclimated to denver in two weeks it takes two months they were liars i looked at all the paperwork (laughs) it takes about two months to get acclimated to that altitude two weeks did not do much for me but while i was up there uh i think the third day my alternator blew and my car kept overheating and i'm not a car guy so i didn't know what to do so i bribed a guy to help me put in an alternator the problem was it didn't get in until like the day i had to leave so the morning that i was supposed to go to denver i spent like two and a half three hours putting in an alternator <laughs> um then when we drove there it it was any time that uh, uh, it idled, it got too hot. So I was sitting there having to like shut it off in the middle of a of a big city, and then turn it or turn it back on in neutral, coast it. Like it was, it was a pain in the ass. And you're supposed to be cutting weight at that time, so you're like in what traffic and driving. No, was an alternator, was a radiator. Sorry, radiator. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you just said you're not a car guy. Well, I'm not yeah. a car guy. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was then, an imp- important part of the car. So, so get this. <laughs> so I just put in that radiator. I had the fight, and then I was. I, me and my dad were helping to patch my roof. Uh, we put forty gallons worth of tar on it, and I went to drive him home. This was like a couple weeks after the fight, maybe two. And a deer decided that my paint job was not to his appreciation <laughs> and proceeded to smash said brand new radiator into the front of my engine. Jesus. No, no. way. I was very upset oh, about so, my new radiator. So when Jessica Link, who is in the comments right now, says you finally got a new car, it wasn't by choice. It was the deer's fault. The deer's choice. And the it's deer's a newish choice. car. <laughs> it's about as new as i'm willing to get she tried to get me to get some 08 10 12 something or other who have fancy bell whistles 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm broke fighter. I ain't treating myself. How about like a 1991 Midnight Blue Chevy Cavalier? So you laughed before that Buick uh, guy at the gym helped me find that Buick because I was driving a white minivan that had three missing windows. None of the doors work. <laughs> it was the middle of winter. We had like six inches of snow and I was driving an hour to work and back with trash can or trash bags over my windows. Jesus Christ. The life of a fighter, man. This is the stuff that people don't see. They see these amazing fights. They see these awesome performances by you guys. But it's the uh, it's the behind-the-scenes stuff. Very interesting shit. When man. I say if you want to fight, you're going to fight, does it matter the excuse? I mean it. There you go. Well, man, you got a big one coming up here. You're, you're, you're returning to the old squared circle and um, – what can what can any everybody expect? Is this one gonna go the distance distance between you and Jake? Because I don't see it. Like personally, I don't see this. But the, the the way you two both approach this sport and the way you both go fucking balls out head on, I feel like it's. You just talked about a car crash. I feel like we're about to see one in Del Delray Beach next next week. So, generally. When I hit somebody, they tend to give me space, and then my short arms can't reach them, and that's why we go five rounds. So the one time that that didn't happen, it did not go the distance. So I'm assuming by a process of elimination, it will not go the distance. It will probably be a firefight, but I am ready for all five brutal rounds if we are going them. And he, he's been impressed. Like you did, I'm sure you have done your homework and you've watched the Fish Gold fight a few times. I would imagine. Uh, what did what were your thoughts about? I would say that um, Jake's previous fights to that one, he progressed big time. He made some changes in his game. He was much more. Um, he he wasn't as wild in that fight. He was picking his shots a little more. He was countering fucking beautifully. He was jabbing awesome in that fight. Chris Fishgold is a, you know, a 20 something fight MMA pro who fought in the UFC and whatnot. So that he wasn't fighting no schmuck. He went out there and probably looked as good as he's ever looked. Right. Bostwick's uh, he's from England. It's not like they don't know how to throw hands. I think they originated it, them and the Irish. So, uh, I mean, he knows how to fight. He's got good footwork. He's got good head movement. He's got good striking. He's, tough as all get out he's not nicknamed brutal for nothing uh, it's going to be an exciting fight dude's a, you, a dude's a world-class fighter literally anybody at this level that steps into that ring belongs there they have earned their shot i don't understand these fighters that say he doesn't belong here yeah we all kind of do and to to throw that away is just stupidity bostwick's brutal dude and and now no offense to the 185 division because they do have some killers in the top five, which you sat in, right? You, you know, top five or six guys are all real formidable opponents. And then there's a bunch of, you know, middle of the road guys that are trying to make their way in that division. But you're going down to 175 now. That is, I feel like there's 10, 12, 15 dudes in that division that are real fucking stout opponents. In that top five, your number one contender coming from 185 down to 175. And now you got to contend with guys like Francisco Ricky and Mike Perry and Mike Richmond and fucking all the, you know, 
what are your thoughts on the division that you're uh, you're you're dropping down? And Luke Rock holds around now too. You might see him at some point. You know, it's pretty. It's a pretty exciting division to go down to. And the and the champ, Dave Undell, of course. Oh yeah, uh, I'm. Most of the guys in the top five, I've either fought at the 185 and have beaten, or um, or we've kind of danced. Around. Josh Dyer was one that I really wanted to fight. We haven't gotten the chance to fight each other. Um, but down at the 75, Bostwick uh, was one I ha was looking at. Mike Perry is another one. Francisco Ricci. It's I know how to fight tall guys, so that would be an extremely fun fight. Dave Mundell, uh, I think it was last fight. The one before Richmond, he said he'd end my boring streak. So uh, I'm gonna uh, hope to give him that opportunity. He's a he's a great striker in his own right, but uh, we'll see if he can if he can do the deed. If we ever get together, uh, my hats off to the redneck. Beautiful knockout on Richie and beautiful clean boxing. But I want a piece of that. Yeah, and I don't like I don't know if Yuli's still around, but Yuli was always mm -hmm. around at 175 too. That would be a fun fight for you. Um, yeah, it, it seems like Yodena Sedano is another one that just fought Gogo. -Go. He, he would be a good fight. There's like a lot of, there's a lot of work to do in that division for you. Um, do you think a, a win over Jake with all those names that are clouding up that one, that top five, where do you put yourself? If you get a win over Jake, you, you think you gotta have, you gotta step in there with a guy like Mike. Richmond next or or Francisco on your way to Mondale? I mean, Richmond and I already have a date planned sometime in the future. I want my rematch against that wonderful hunk of a man. And the, <laughs> the clinic he put on Hunt, I still feel so good about myself for putting Richmond in trouble for a whole round. Hunt threw a Hail Mary, and, and that was a beautiful Hail Mary, but Richmond did a clinic all two minutes and 45 seconds before that one. Mike, Mike's probably going to agree with this question to you. What do you think about um, the, the fan base that is completely writing off Mike and what he did in that fight? Like there, there's a portion of the BKFC fanhood that are saying like, he never even belonged in the 185-pound division, and it was proven that night when Lorenzo knocked him out. Like, like the first minute and 40 seconds, and we love Lorenzo. I like. I feel like he's ignoring the first minute and 40 seconds of that fight as well. What do you say to the fans that are are saying these like ludicrous things? That he absolutely belonged in there, and he proved it. I thought. So, uh, so you remember when Conor McGregor first took the scene? And there were all that we had, there was a whole brand new chain change of fans that went from the, the discerning fight fans to the oh my god, Connor Gregor. <laughs> Lorenzo has those fans, and his persona capitalized on those fans. And bravo to him for marketing himself, dude's a, He's great dude's at a it. in his own right. He's he, the best, best in the game at it, actually. Like oh, yeah. Top the, dog. He, he fought when he fought Richmond, it showed after the fight. He knew Richmond belonged. Everything else is just bluster. You meet the man. The dude's trying to sell himself. He's got kids to feed. He's got a kid, kids. I, don't, I know he's got one. He, he's got a family to take care of. Mm -hmm. He's doing what he needs to do. And, and I will always tip my hat off to him. It's a persona. He knows what happened. You watch his post-fight interview. He knows what happened. He's not going to write that off. 
he's a smart man and he's going to prepare if they ever go back into that ring he's going to put everything on the line just to to try and keep up with richmond and richmond 100 percent belonged i was at the top of the 85 division people can boohoo it all they want i had three wins against some of the toughest 85ers and richmond took everything i had the kitchen sink and came back that man is a world-class striker and he belongs at the top of pretty much any division he goes to. And I always picture most people as, as uh, I have a fighting bucket list that I want. Richmond's on it. I really want my rematch against Richmond. Hunt is on it, but I don't want to fight him at 85. Man looks like a skeleton and dead. I'll, I'll, I might fight him on my way out at 205. I'll, I'll be a real fat kid for that one. <laughs> Eat all the cake you 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 want to for that one. That's going to be barbecue and tacos all over oh, the fight day. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I wanted to ask you is, you know, up into that Richmond fight, you you're fantastic in bare knuckle, right? And the all the fans that are, you know, into bare knuckle that follow the sport, we all know who you are. That fight against Mike Richmond, although it ended up as a loss on your record, it was in Denver, which up to that point, Albuquerque was like, I think, the best crowd. When we got to Denver, that Denver crowd was absolutely insane. So I want to say there was like 6,000 people or something there, right? So it's absolutely stacked. I know a lot of people were watching it because the kind of people that were there ringside to see that fight you know, Justin Gaethje, Rose Nami Yunus, like there was big names there. How much did that fight change your career? Uh, because like I said, even though it was an L, I don't look at it that way. I don't even, you know, yeah, we're talking about it now. And I've mentioned that it's an L, but I don't believe in my mind that it really was an L for you. I, I, I think it was almost like you guys both won in that fight. So how does that, how did that change your, your fighting life? So I want to point out something about that Denver crowd. I was very upset at them because I always love to go back through and watch my fight and listen mm -hmm. to, to Chris Lytle and Sean Wheelock and their commentary because Wheelock and I are good friends and I always, he, he usually like picks jabs at me here and there in good fun and I'll send a message to him afterwards. I couldn't hear a lick of what either of those set, two said over the crowd at all. Yeah. I have no idea what they said during that fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely one of the loudest nuts. crowds it was we've nuts. ever as, been to. As for that, uh, so you the old adage, and, and it's very true, and I, I hate how true it is, is either you win or you learn. Yep. In my striking career, I've lost two times. In my eyes, it was brutal. My coach said they were both competitive. But uh, each time, I have skyrocketed after those the at least the first loss we're going to see if i can do it after the second loss uh, so yeah i lost but i'm not in this to win i'm in this to have fun if i get a belt cool i'm going to give it to my coach because he deserves it more than i do and uh i'm here to punch people you're one of those i'm not here for a long time i'm here for a good time guys exactly <laughs> Oh man, I love it. It was that a damn good you. time. That's for I, sure. Isaac, in the, they're saying it in the comment section. You're all class. We love your attitude. You're like the most humble guy in the world. Win or lose, because I'm a dumb Kansas kid. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, you love Wichita, don't you? <laughs> that wind, don't you? 
<laughs> they always say it'd be fine without the wind, and everybody's like, that's bullshit until they get here, and then they're like, oh, my God, the wind. Oh, God, I hate wind. <laughs> it was crazy. Now, I, you heard me bad to- uh, talking trash about Wichita earlier, but in, in, in our defense, like, I was bullshit. I was kind of bullshit, and we were only there for three days. What the fuck do I know about Wichita? All I know is that it was 60-mile-an-hour winds the whole time. And we had a good time at the fights. So, dude, we're going to run you through four quick questions before we get out of here. The We like to nerd out a little bit once, once in a while with guys like yourself. Tell me, who's the greatest superhero of all time and why? You know, there's only one answer to this. Come on. Shut up. Of course I know superheroes. I'm not that closeted. I would probably have to say when I was a kid, I we uh, me and my brothers always used to pick superheroes. We were mainly X Men fans, and uh, I got I liked uh, Nightcrawler. Wow, that's a cool answer. I would expect, yeah, mainly because at this point in my life, I really like Nightcrawler for the fact that his superpower is teleportation, and I can then go to any place I want as quickly as I want, get whatever food I want at whatever (laughs) beach I want, and I don't have to pay anybody to get me there. Beautiful. And you don't have to blow a radiator on the way. It's perfect. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Number two. If you could have one of these powers, but only for one day, would you rather be invisible or be able to fly? One day. Only, only one day. Jess would try to murder me if I was invisible because that's just a lot of pervy shit. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with fly. There you go. That's a okay. That's a good answer. And uh, if you could live in a video game, which one are you picking? Bloodborne. 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 That's a good one, man. You, I see this guy. He likes the Elden Bloodborne Ring. Bloodborne. Is, Dark Elden Souls. Ring is that's your thing. Fantastic, but Bloodborne's my. I'm waiting for number two. Yeah, that there was a is. good one. When that comes out, Jess, you're not going to see me for like a month. <laughs> that was well, a really that, good one. That brings us to our last question. Um, go ahead, Mike. Who's more likely to ruin a night out, you or Miss Link? Oh hell, Jess. Every. <laughs> time <laughs> she already does it she's sitting there and she glares at me and she's like i'm done all right let's go <laughs> we're at least getting tacos on the way home right yes okay he's he's talking about how you won't see my ass for a month but you ruin every you ruin every night out with us yeah <laughs> he's not itching to get out of there to get play that bloodborne too he's like man see, i just see here's the issue is it, she has his very very uh time everything's on a schedule yeah, and that's uh, why we yeah. don't get along very well because nothing of mine is on a schedule. That's just the lady. That's the the female in her. My my oh, wife is very she, regimented. She plan as everything, well. and I'm sitting there like to the tea, like to the minute. She'll sit there. She'll plan everything to the tea. She's got everything packed out. We're going to Puerto Rico, and I'm like, do I need swim trunks? <laughs> You're going to an I got <laughs> shorts. They can double. That's it. I, you know, I'm telling you, I always get yelled at for taking too much time. Nonchalant. She'll take an hour anything. to get ready, and and when she's done, I'll be like, "Are you ready? Okay, I'll let me just put my shoes. My shoes are slip on, by the way." Yeah, and she'll she'll just glare at me. <laughs> to 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 point it out, I accidentally told, or I usually tell her when I leave my house, and it's an hour and a half to her place. I tell her when I leave that uh, uh it, that I'm, I'm leaving so i'll be there in an hour and a half i wasn't thinking i had a client so i did my client and then i headed there and she's like so when are you getting here i'm like i'm 30 minutes out <laughs> i had a grown woman hiss at me when i went through the front door literally stopped turned and went 
<laughs> I shut the door. I walk back down the stairs. I hid in my car. Oh my god. Kevin Smith just gave her a new nickname, by the way. It's Kevin. It's uh Jessica Stopwatch Link. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, uh Isaac Doolittle taking on he Jake Boswick. On there you go. March 17th, Delray Beach, Florida. You got any last words for anybody that's listening before we let you get out of here? I just want to thank all my sponsors. Jess, I know you're listening. You can beat me later. It's all in good fun. Um, Ostwick, we're going to dance. We're going to have fun. And winner, winner is definitely buying the loser a beer. And I swear to God, I don't, I'm not going to drink beer for this one. I want root beer. Please, I want root beer. <laughs> there it is, man. It's going to be an exciting fight. Definitely a fight of the night type contender fight. Uh, can't wait to see you back in there. Isaac, Mike, you got anything for him? Ah, man, I wish we were there because, you know what, the last couple of times we were able to be at the fights with you guys, and I and I love running into you and uh, Jessica Link. You guys are always a great time, and speaking to your coach, too, last time was awesome. So. Well, she's fantastic. Everybody loves her. It's me you got to deal with. Yeah, well, we love dealing with you, and as Kyle said, after the yeah. fights, that was one of the most memorable times for us. We've got pictures where we're all sitting in that circle, and – you know, there was just a whole bunch of people there that made that that moment awesome. You know, Torres was there. You were there. Richmond, Lytle, Wheelock, Link. I mean, Jared Warren. Jared Warren. Warren and, and, uh, uh, <laughs> I threw Pittman in the trash can at one point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great it was time, awesome. Man. There was so many people there. It was such a great time. So never forget it. So. Looking forward to the next one, brother. I wish we could be there. But best of luck, March 17th. And we will catch up with you down the road. All right. Take care. Take it easy. Later, bro. man. There he is, the Honey Badger. The Honey Badger versus the Brutal One on March 17th in Delray Beach, man. It, that one is matchmaking to a T right there. Good on fucking Nate Shook for making that one because I, I have a feeling that one will not fail. Um, this next guy we're having on is a legend in the, in the uh, bare knuckle sport whether it be sanctioned or unsanctioned i'm looking forward to talking to this guy he's making his return he's who's even mark johnson is that the guy's name mark johnson march 17th delray beach let's bring him on uh the hialeah champ renee white boy yo rodriguez what's up my people what's up what's up dude we've been wanting to get you on this show for a while uh we are excited to have you on here. Welcome to the Mike and Miss show. And we're excited to see you back in there right off the rip, dude. Can you clarify something for me and Mike? Um, when you look at the graphic for you and Mark Johnson, it lists it as a bantamweight fight. Is this a bantamweight fight? All right. I can't. I can hear no, sorry about that. Oh, did you not hear me? Okay. So can you clarify something for us? Yeah, go ahead. You have fought most of your career at 185, 175. You're, you were 164 pounds your last fight. What is this weight class that you're fighting at right now? Uh, 165. Okay. Okay. They they got it wrong. They have you guys listed as bantamweights on the fucking fight card. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're like, like, holy shit. What? We're like, wait a second. There's no way Renee Rodriguez is dropping 30 more pounds. That that fucking can't happen. No, yeah, you're crazy. I can't even do that to myself. <laughs> yeah. nah, man, I'm right now I'm weighing 165 right now. Okay. So that yeah. 
I showed I showed the graphic for the fight to Mike earlier, and it had you two listed as bantamweights. I was like, Mike, this can't be right, right? This has got to be no. bullshit. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, well, here, dude, here you are, man. Like you are this guy that has uh, this resume of of bare knuckle scraps under your belt from your days with Dada in the backyards, fighting alongside him and. And Jorge Masvidal, and I, I just watched a fight with you against a guy named Billy something that looks like he took the Captain America super serum and you fucking were clowning his. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was a leader out here. Billy, he was from Sinigan. Yeah, yeah. We, dude. I called him Billy the Fish after all that. Yeah, yeah, big swole, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big swole. Hey, anybody... He's the one, because of him, he, he, he made me famous overnight. I believe that because, like I said, you um, you're over there in the black beater, and you're like leaning against the cage, having a good old time. And this dude comes out like jacked, like he came right out of that Captain America fucking pod thing. And then during the fight, you're dancing, you're clowning him, you're like making faces at him, and then you just cleaned his freaking clock with I don't remember what the punch was that finished him off. I think uh, it was two- uh, uh, right. Yeah, two right up against the cage, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. fucking beautiful. So make sure he didn't get up on the second time. Yeah. So uh, how did you get? So let's just start there. We're not going to go through your whole life. We want We have another guest coming on after you, but we want to, and we don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah, no like, worries, no worries. What you want to know? How did that? Uh, how did that start? Like, how did the the marriage? The like getting, getting, yeah, getting. How I started with Dada. Going to the backyard. It was. It's funny because um. Um, it was a friend of mine that went to the backyard to fight a friend that he's a best friend of mine's now that they call him Wee Wee is Ricky. But at the time, his nickname is Wee Wee. You know what I'm saying? And my boy's from New York. He came from high, you know, he represents Hialeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, we from Hialeah, you know, I don't know if in your area, you know, you got some areas that if you're from Hialeah and you're from Florida, you don't get along. You know what I'm saying? So it was something like that. Hialeah's, we just didn't get liked. You know, so when we got there, he got his ass whooped, two black eyes and shit like that. And the guy was shorter than him. You know what I'm saying? So I started laughing. So I said, hey, fuck it. Put me down on the next fight. You know, and at the time I was weighing about 250 pounds, you know, and I started at 250, 50. And then I dropped down to 215. And then I, I dropped down to 185, 175 and 165. And then that's from there on. I just kept on doing it when. <clears throat> Um, it was every, every month I was fighting in, in a warehouse or in the backyard, you know what I'm saying? And it was crazy because it was illegal, but cops would be there watching the fight. Like it was like, you know what I'm saying? It was nothing. You know what I mean? They supported and, it basically. Right. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah because, like, Hey, at least you know, they're not really, on the streets killing each other. And yeah. We're really, we're not doing anything. We're just doing it in here. And, and you know what? Actually. Yeah. Cause when I beat Billy the first time when we were doing the documentary with, with Telemundo, with Ana Polo. Yes, I, I saw filming that. It. And um, they waited for me outside. Like 50 of them waited for me outside with guns. You know what I'm saying? They were shooting that shit in the air. Oh, my God. So I was the only dude with the gun. And the funny part, my gun was a car, where they were at, where the car was parked. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's just crazy. But, you know, it was all about respect. It was about, you know, more about, you know, territory and shit. But in the end of the day, it was all about love and respect. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's not about what it is now, being a celebrity or trying to look cute with a belt. You know what I'm saying? It was about what you repped and, and, and what you're repping now. You know what I'm saying? So how many fights would you say that you had prior to going pro? Oh, in the backyard, I had 12. I was 12 and 0. 12 and 0. And now 
What is your I have are you professional record? I, I have three and two. Three and two. So I'm in total of fifteen and two. Fifteen and two. I thought you had more than that for BYB. Didn't you have like five or six fights for BYB? Yeah. I had I had four fights, but the the one that they had on the battleship didn't count as a professional fight. You know oh, what I'm saying? But okay. in BYB, I've had four fights. Okay, all right. that that all explains right. it because I was wondering yeah. why why certain fights weren't listed on your box rec. Yeah, um, yeah, but BYB since um it was it was admitted to the um bare knuckle, but not into um to the record. So no, but only BYB records. Yeah, okay, that that, that doesn't make any sense, but in that yeah. sense. Me, that explains what questions we had there. But you came over to uh, BKFC. You made your debut against Jake Young back in what was it, December? December third. December third, yep. last last uh, stateside event of the year last year. You impressed. You fought a tough kid in Jake Young. Um, and I retired him. And you did he retire after that? Yeah, yeah, he retired. Is he done? Done, done. Yeah, yeah that's the second person I've retired. No kidding. I didn't know yeah, that. About Matt Dillon. I mean, Matt Dillonoy. I retired him too. Speaking about that, right? Before we go forward to BKFC, right? Let's talk about that fight because, uh, you know, Kyle and I were talking about before we got on here. Um, and you hit the ref by accident, right? Yeah, man. Bill Clancy. Uh, you get, so you and you and Delanoy had bad blood, or at least the thing I saw him talking <laughs> shit about you. I didn't really see you talk much about him. Uh, but I did see something with him talking shit about you. He was talking to the knuckle up guys. Yeah. He was talking shit about you. And then I saw the, you know, the fight and you hit Bill Clancy by accident when he was breaking you guys up. And then you guys had a moment where now I think up to that point you had knocked him down. So I believe you were winning the fight, but you guys hit each other at the same time. Both fell. Now what I can see from the fight and the replays is it seemed like, yeah, you got hit and you fell and he fell, but then you were getting back up and it seemed like you were fine. And Clancy's counting for you. So you're kind of looking at him, asking him a question. It doesn't seem like he understands what you say. So you take your mouthpiece out and you're like, what are you counting for? And then he's like, do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? And you're asking him a question and he did not give you the benefit of the doubt. He's like, fuck this. I'm calling it yeah, off. Yeah. What the hell happened there? And have you talked to him since then? You know what? It's funny because now we're best friends. Now we chat and we text. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. And and I challenged it. You know what I'm saying? I sent. But the fucked up part is he's the he's the he's the president of all the boxing commission anyway. So how the fuck are you gonna win that case? I was <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I was right. But but I did um, fight it. And they denied it. But you know I did see him when, when I was fighting Jomi. I saw him the day that day at the James L Knight Center, and we talked. You know what I'm saying? I say, hey, I tried to challenge. He says, yeah, I sat in my office. <laughs> so, you know, but at the end of the day, I don't care because I don't I don't consider none of that losses because um, at my age, at one, uh, you know, at 39, at 185, I'm fighting people that came from UFC that, that have names. And, you know, that's all I wanted. Plus, I, I chose that fight because he was going to be the hardest one in the card. You know what I'm saying? Besides myself, you know. So I, I told Mike I want to fight him before I fight Jomi because I know Jomi, he's not a, a a power hitter. He's just an annoying hitter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wasn't really worried about Jomi. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't underestimate him or anything like that. He's just a jabber. You know what I'm saying? But with Matt, I needed to because he came from UFC. He's very aggressive. You know what I'm saying? And you can't, you can't underestimate anybody when they're hungry or they want to prove something to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Especially a person that doesn't like you for whatever reason. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I really didn't have no bad beef with anybody. I just said a comment because my wife told me at the time that his wife said something slick about me. And to me, if you're in a man's world, women stay out of it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't stay out of it, then you open the door for me to get, you know, tell you something. You know what I'm saying? So I just said in one of the conversations on a podcast, you know what I'm saying, to to tell him, hey, some people just got to check their women, man, because here in Miami, we take bitches too. You know what I'm saying? It's not about all chit-chatting, you know what I mean? We we, we, we ain't scared over here, you know what I mean? That's all yeah, I said. Yeah. I didn't say, <laughs> I'm I didn't sure that went over well, right? I just said something like that, and then rah, 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 you know what I mean? But, you know, what I do like is that he made me put my mindset to, to be more aggressive because usually I'm not an aggressive guy. I'm more of a kind of fighter and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because the point of fighting is about giving hits, not receiving hits. You know what I'm saying? And to, to last long in the bare knuckle world, in my sense. You know what I'm well, saying? Especially in the bare knuckle world, for sure. Yeah, man. Because... A few, few things. What you said about Bill Clancy is like that classic like high school story where you get in a fist fight with a kid and end up being best friends with him afterwards. Like I think everybody's yeah. got one of them, right? Like I think we all got one of them. Yeah, 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 that's how we became. Yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool referee. You know what I'm saying? I say hey, you fucked up my car, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I told um, him I know you took it personally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good though. We got a we got the the guerrilla warfare uh, management group in the comments saying that Jake Young will be fighting in May or June, so maybe he is not retiring. All right, all right. Hey, oh, good, good for him coming back. Good. Hey, I hope that his knee is, is better good. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, because yo, it's kind of fucked up when you're fighting with your knee. I don't know anything about it, but yeah. I can imagine. You so know we, what I'm so and, we saw, he, and he's a cool guy. You know, he's a cool dude. Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't underestimate anybody. I don't disrespect anybody. But, you know, when we're, we're there, we're business. And, you know, if you talk shit, that's the only thing I do. Don't I do like because it, it makes me just want to fuck you up. You know, I'm a fucking nice guy, dog. And, I, and it sucks, you know, that I have to be nice before I get hit to become somebody else, you know. Now, let me ask you this. You you got Mark Johnson coming up. Um, I can honestly tell you that I tried to do some research into your opponent and I couldn't find a goddamn thing on him. So Nothing. hopefully, you know, you know a little bit about your opponent. You can game plan for him. But um, I would assume that you took this fight because you're not picking opponents right now. You're just trying to stay busy and get some get some wins for the company. But I would imagine after you get a couple wins in the BKFC, you're going to start eyeballing some of these these bigger names in the 165. Hey, I, I want Mike Perry, man. I, I don't. Get, hey, I want everybody from the UFC. Anybody? I don't give a fuck. Hey, you gave and pay me 15 grand. If I take <laughs> your name, I'm worth more than 15 grand. After that, I don't got nothing to lose. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. I, I do this because I love it. You know what I mean? I've been doing this for 15 years. And if it was if it was about money, I wouldn't be doing this right now. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you, you that off rip. Yeah. You know, you got one hell of a fucking like like your backstory. Like everyone's got a story about you. Look look at Slaughterhouse. That's Ryan Perez right there. Only guy I smoke a few joints with and then do 10 rounds sparring. Monster. <laughs> like we keep hearing all these things about you. So that's why I feel like you have such a, a backing. Maybe not on a on a worldwide level yeah. like some of these UFC guys, but like if you know if what they... it reminds me of, Yuli. Yuli, yes, very you much. Have like, like that same kind of like effect in that area, you know. Yeah, people look, know who you are. The thing is, you know why? Because you look, you know what I like about myself, and and it, and it took me when I hit forty to realize it. 
Um, everybody wants to be a champ. You know what I'm saying? That's cool to have that little medal, the belt around your, your waist or shit like that. Yeah. But who's going to remember you 10 years from now, five years from now? Everybody becomes a champ. You know what I'm saying? But who could become a legend? Who could say that they, they, they opened the path and started this? You know what I'm saying? Nobody. I, I, I started the, you know, I paint the way. Kimball paved the way. George Michael paved the way. Level paved the way. Tree paved the way. You know what I'm saying? Not promoters. You know what I'm saying? But fighters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. one of them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a pioneer to it. You know what I'm saying? And to me, in the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about a belt. That's why I don't I don't give a fuck about the 165 champ, the 155, 175. I don't care. You, to me, nobody knows you when you step outside the door. You know what I'm saying? But when when you when I walk around Miami, people know me. You know what I'm saying? That's because I, I live in Miami. But if I walk anywhere in Florida, people know me. Anywhere in the United States, people know me. One or two people will know me. You know what I'm saying? That's just because I've been I I I made myself feel that way, and and I've worked hard to to get there. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need to be a champ. I'm a fucking legend. You know what I'm saying? People like it or don't like it. The people in the streets know that I'm a legend. You know what I'm saying? On YouTube, I'm 200 two million views on loan you know what i'm saying and that's without any help without anybody that's me alone you know imagine yeah. if i did have any help imagine if i did have Amazing. somebody that say hey i'm gonna back this white guy up and say hey we could go to the top you know but you know in the end of the day like a lot of rich people say it's better to to be your own boss and shit doing it yourself because you, you don't have to worry about anybody else saying that they got you there you know what i'm saying yeah so hey did, did you know doing. plus when i am there because i am there now I'm going to open the doors for the underdogs, the people that they overlook. And that's why I do it, you know. I do it for, for the, the people that have been overlooked. And I've been overlooked, and, I, and I'm still here fucking people up. So it is what it is, you know. You have a, you have a crazy backstory. Like, your your life is definitely a book or a movie or something like that. They could definitely make a movie about you. Um, You mentioned a couple names there. Did you know Kimbo, like, personally? Oh, yeah, I knew Kimbo, but not directly. But I knew I knew Kimbo. You know what I'm saying? We 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 hung on the wrong the right in the same circle, but not. I can't say we we're okay. best friends. You know what I'm saying? But I can respect the man that he did. He he started the way, and then I you know we went through it. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things like you wish this sport was around 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Hey, what what? I mean, like, I want to le- be working legally. right now. <laughs> Instagram legal. was back then. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey. Fuck everybody that's in fucking BKFC that think they have a big name. They can suck a dick. Nigga, suck a dick now. I don't give a fuck. Hey, no, let's put it like this. Let's, because you're, you're on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? You know the tricks. You know how many of these fuckers have these 40, 46,000 likes and 40,000 people following? Fuck you. I go to your reels and I only see 1,000, 2,000 the most. If you're pushing money, you're doing it yourself. But then you know what? What really, what really? When I really realize you ain't shit is when your fans don't come and see you or support you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, when you fight, hey, my wins or my losses, I've had a crowd waiting for me. Who the fuck can say that? You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you've been in any of my fights, after my fights, people wait. And if they don't wait, they leave because they come to see me. They don't give a fuck about yeah. anything. Either. And it's not, look, the funny part is it's not even about me. It's about the energy and the way I present myself when I'm in the ring. You know what I'm saying? They might not like the person that they that I am right now, but they love me when I'm in that ring, though. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. bring the energy. I don't know how, but I'm got I'm blessed by God that you know He's He's brought me here, and and because of Him, I'm still doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? 
And you can Absolutely. definitely, yeah, you definitely can throw hands with, with the best of them. Um, what, hey, and look, I've gone from 200 pounds to 165. And you, you said earlier that I'm you banging. were at 250 at one point. I can't even imagine what you looked like at 250. No offense, but like. Wow, it's crazy. Oh, shit. I, I can send you a picture. <laughs> you, must, you, must have been a big, you must have been a big boy for sure. Yo, I was a big dude. <laughs> well, hey, we don't know much about Mark Johnson. Just tell us. What, yeah, what I don't know we, anything about him neither. I just know he's from MMA. Okay. And, and uh, what can we expect on March 17th between you and him? Hey, what, what can I expect is I can't underestimate anybody. To Mike Johnson, hey, I wish you luck. And, you know, it, it takes balls just to be in there with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Not just with me alone. It takes balls just to be in the ring and say, hey, I'm going to fuck somebody up or somebody's going to fuck me up. So all respect to him, you know what I'm saying? But if there was any disrespect, then, you know, game open, you know what I'm saying, game on. But all bullshit aside, I like to be honest and, and be humble about it. And, you know, best man win, you know what I mean? And I've worked hard. Too, too hard to lose to anybody. So, you know, you better be a better man and win. You know, that's all I got to say, man. They definitely got, they definitely got somebody in yourself that, that comes with a following that has a lot of energy that, that fights exciting. They, I hope that they don't hold you back and uh, they, they let you stay busy within the company because they are building that roster's getting huge and they can definitely keep guys, as long as you stay healthy, you don't break any hands, you don't really, get too cut up you can turn right back around and two two uh events later you could be back on a car right? too and they're yeah. in florida a lot so hopefully hopefully you stay busy um we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with you we don't want to take too much of your time we're gonna throw a couple off the wall questions at you and then we're gonna uh let you get on out of here okay right. here we go uh what is the most useless invention of all time in in the eyes of renee rodriguez child support Child support. <laughs> I, is, hey, you know, I like where you're going solid, with that. Yeah, that is solid. That's a that's a quick answer too. That was I really mean. quick. Yep, love there it. There we go. Number two. If someone was to ask you for the best night out in South Florida, where are you sending them? In South Florida. Yeah, where would well, you have this somebody time, go? At like, this hey, age. Yeah, like if I said, "Hey, Renee, I, I want to go out to Florida. I, I need to get I, dinner." I, and I, I'll tell you a place. You know? Studio sixty. Studio 60. Isn't that a pattern, man? Off 36 and 24, boy. Hey, you want to get loose with about a great goose? You can get loose. <laughs> Studio 60. Do write like that, that down. Great goose. Everybody knows that. Hey, telling. I love it. I love the answer there. I'm going to fucking write that one down. Studio what's 60. The, what's the worst or weirdest dream you've ever had? Shit. I don't even remember my dreams, but if I didn't, I don't know, man. What? That's fine. That's fine. That's a good I've enough answer. Being locked up again? Up. I don't know. Being locked up again? That's yeah, a sometimes shitty you have dream. a dream, like a reoccurring. Who the fuck dream wants to be locked up hey, again? Do you want to hear? Uh, you want to hear a weird dream? When I was when I was a kid, do you guys remember the show that was on TV called Who's the Boss that had Tony Danza in it? Do you guys remember yes. that show? I can't hear you. Do you guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Do you remember a show called Who's the Boss back in the? 80s? Oh yeah! Come on, that's in the nineties. Yeah, yeah so, I remember that with the chick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, the guy Alyssa, and the chick. Alyssa Milano and Tony yeah. Danza. 
but they had that grandma. Her name was Mona on the Mona. show. I used to yeah. have I used to have this like reoccurring nightmare as a child of Mona chasing me through this fucking mansion. <laughs> and I would like run into rooms. And there was a movie called Beastmaster back in the day where these dudes used to put their wings around you and then like shake you. And you're oh, yeah, stones. I remember. Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah. they just let you go. Yeah, I remember that. Those yeah. guys were. Those guys were in the rooms. I would wake up with. Yeah, we're talking about some classic movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have. That is no lie. I I probably had that dream fucking twenty times in my childhood of Mona chasing me through a fucking house and getting caught by those wing dudes and fucking you know with the bones. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> now you know, now you know how fucked up I am too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, all right. Last Nightmares question. Nightmares about bro. Mona. All yeah, right. Fuck, what, fuck Mona. What is invisible but you wish people could see? Well, people could see. Yeah, like so, like for instance, you know how, like in cartoons, when people fart, you can see like the green smoke. Yeah, what fear. is invisible? Fear that you wish people could see. How much of a good person I am? There you go. That is pretty deep. That's a pretty deep That's one. A deep question. I, you know, I'm thinking question. about like yeah, burps, farts, and fucking <laughs> shit. But that is good. That is good because like yeah, you can't just look at somebody and see that. Uh, you can't. You, and people in this society, we just judge by looks, man. Yeah. And and if it's and if it's by looks, then you only go by a suit and tie, and the suit and tie are the ones are fucking us. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather be scared of the suit and tie than a person looking like me. You know what I mean? I That's love that answer. I fucking that, great answer. That dude. is a really good answer for that. <clears throat> That's awesome. So there we have it, man. White boy Rene Rodriguez is making his second trip to the squared circle for BKFC you, March 17th against yeah. Mark Johnson. Uh, it's get ready. <laughs> get ready. Get the app if you don't have it already and tune the fuck in. You got any final words for anybody that's going to be paying attention or listening to this podcast? Yeah, man. Expect the show. You know, if you've seen me before, you already know what's going to happen. Hey, if it's a long, if it's five rounds, you know I could last five rounds. I've lasted seven rounds, three minutes, and two minutes. This is cake, dog. Two minutes? Yo, it's funny how people die in two or three rounds or two minutes. It's just, wow. I'm, hey, I'm hungry, dog. You know what I'm saying? You, you got that, that saying that the, the wolf that climbs the hill, you know what I'm saying, is hungrier than the one that's up the hill. Yo, I've been climbing this fucking mountain for years. So, you know what I mean? I could be the, the top of the top. But I'm still going to be hungry, you know what I'm saying? Because in the end of the day, I don't want to fight no more, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to get a big bag. And when I get it, you're not going to see me anymore, you know what I'm saying? But the next underdogs are going to come after me, though. You know what I'm saying? I promise you that. I love it, man. I love your energy. I love your story. And I can't wait to see you fight on March 17th. And I love y'all for having me on the podcast again. You know what I'm saying? Showing me love. And thank you for for doing the history because, yo, a lot of people don't even do that and giving me the – the acknowledgement and the recognition for that. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Thank you for the love. The people oh, that don't, no I don't know what they're doing. Do. Man. If they're not doing that, yeah. they're not, they're not doing the job. Right. Anyways, yeah, man, it. we'll be paying attention. We won't be at the event. We're usually at them live, but we will not be there March 17th. I wish we could be there to see it live, feel that energy, but best of luck to you. And we'll catch up with you down the road. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Later, man. Take it easy. Bye. There it is, white boy Rene Rodriguez making his second trip to the squared circle to take on Mark Johnson. We don't know much about his opponent, but we do know that that guy is got a resume and a background that is worth looking into. Everybody should go check out white boy Rene Rodriguez because he's fucking crazy and his story is nuts. Yeah, and I love it's that about videos him. on YouTube. Go just yeah. search him on YouTube. There's a lot of cool, 
cool videos of history of him fighting. You know, it looks like they just took the fencing that, you know, cordons off like construction sites. Yeah. And they and just they, took those and, and put them in there. a square and people just around it. And he's fighting in a minute. It's crazy. Yeah. He, he's, he's been, he's fighting in the backyards a while back. So, yeah. So check him out. Um, Thank you to him for coming on. We got our last guest of the evening sitting in the, in the weight room right now. We're not going to make him wait any longer. He is yes. the former two-time Bellator featherweight champion. He's got a long, illustrious MMA career, but he has taken off the gloves and he is making his debut in bare knuckle against Datwin. What a fucking fight they lined up here. Wow. Yes. Here he is, man. Daniel Strauss. What's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Hey, hey. Hey, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show tonight. Let us talk to you a little bit. No, um, no, no problem. Real quick though, I, I gotta up? say, uh, just catching the last of his uh, his interview, I'm a fan of that guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, like you said, he has some good energy. I like that. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> I like I just said, he is definitely a guy. He's been fighting in the backyard. In this, he was fighting with Dada and Kimbo and, and Jorge right. back in the day. Yeah, he is a true like. Be like pioneer for the for the bare knuckle fighting. So for him to 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 sign with BYB, get a few fights over there, and then come over to BKFC now, and now he's in the mix with all these other big names at 165. I can't wait to see what they do with that dude. Uh, it's dope. It's dope to hear. I'm I'm excited to see him fight as well. Yes, but here we are with you, man. Like we just said, you have had a long, incredible career in MMA. And, um, you know, a couple-time champion here and there. Bellator forever. I don't know how many, what, 18, 20 fights you had for Bellator. It's yeah. it's it's crazy. I'm stupid. Yeah, so now this opportunity comes your way to fight Bare Knuckle. Was this something that you were seeking out, or was this something that they saw you on the free agent market on the radar and reached out to you? Um, I don't know about on their, their end. Um, it was actually brought up to me, um, a little over a year ago, uh, I think, yeah, a little over a year ago. And, um, you know, I really wanted, once I had got done, um, I had a, had a fight. I hadn't been fighting and, uh, I had an MMA fight and I was like, you know what, I'm kind of. My body's all banged up with this. You know, if I can get another opportunity, um, just throwing hands, I would love to. I had talked to some guys, tried to get with um, Bare Knuckle a little bit. I know there was a little talks with them, but nothing really panned out. And, um, uh, you know, some months ago, uh, Coach called me and was like, hey, like, what's up? You know, you still want to do this or not? I'm like, yeah. So that's kind of how it fell into my lap. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more grateful for him. How how long ago did that phone call happen? Because we know we we know that Datwin was supposed to fight Johnny Bedford in January. That was like slated to happen, and Johnny mm -hmm. ended up re, uh, announcing his retirement. I, I think it mm -hmm. had a lot to do with the nerve damage in his face. He had a uh, in one of his last fights. He one of his last two fights, I think, he uh, cracked his orbital and ended up having nerve damage. So he ended up retiring. But that was in, that was supposed to happen in January. So did the fight? Did they? Did the phone call to you happen like as soon as that fight got called off? Or? Um, I think it was around yeah, like late December. Okay, uh, around about then, uh, late December or January. So, 
you know, I had already been doing my thing and everything. So, you know, I got the opportunity, jumped on it, and here I am. The name that they threw at you, <clears throat> uh, you got to be, you, are you familiar with that one? I am now. You are now. Now, like <laughs> that, dude, that is not the easiest fucking test in your first run in BKFC. Like this is, you're getting, you're getting about the best of the best of the competition here. So you go in there and you, um, and you get a win on that. You're the man. You're the, oh, you're, yeah. you're automatically sure. the man at 145 in the BKFC, which is a, a okay. division that's really starting to stack up with a lot of young killers. Um, oh, a, a former opponent of yours is now in there. Keith Richardson's around. Um, okay. it, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot that you can get into, man, with this. Uh, how pumped up are you about this fight with that? Um, I'm excited, you know. Um, uh, you know, just, getting a name like that is you know it's it doesn't really shake me much you know i hats off to him to everything he's done you know and the bare knuckle and his boxing career and everything uh it's no knock to him but i've been doing this for a while you know what i mean uh every time i fight somebody it's gonna be the toughest guy i fight you get what i'm saying so i don't yeah. look at it like oh you know he's this you know Starfighter or whatever, it's it's another fight for me. You know what I mean? It's another killer that I got to go and take down. You know, I've, I've fought plenty of those. And uh, I'll always fight those, you know what I mean, because of what I've done. So um, I expect nothing but the absolute best from him. And he's going to get nothing but the absolute best out of me. So have you been a fan of BKFC for a while? Because I, I saw you with the female champ best female fighter in all of bare knuckle christine Faria. i saw you saw some pictures on your instagram from i don't know how long ago it was but i saw uh, you guys like at a track or something like that so have you been following the sport for a long time uh, big fan um well first off shout out to her miss fit man she's a dope person uh we used to train together and yeah i i mean i've watched it a little bit you know what I mean? My head was somewhere else, so I always, whatever I'm focused on, I focus on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like ingrained into um, bare knuckle or anything like that. But yeah, I, I was a fan of it. Anything, anything that's a combat sport, I'm a fan of. Uh, and you know, I'll check out a little bit here, check out a little bit there, um, because that's just what it, that's in our nature. You know, as fighters, right. we want to see people throw bombs. We want to see people. You know, get their face punched in and shit like that. No, it's my bad. But uh, you know, it, so I, I've been a fan. I've been a fan, but uh, no, I can't say that I was like super ingrained into it. Or you know, I'm not gonna sit up here and bullshit people like, oh, I've been watching it since yeah. day one. Like that's that's not me. I've always been, you know, single minded, focused on what I'm focused on, and uh, you know, I got an opportunity to. Uh, watch a bunch of you know fights back in the uh not back in the day but you know a bunch of their beginning fights especially when misfit was fighting and when she was training i got to you know like i said i was around here for a while and when she was training and um yeah it was always appealing to me you said you used to train with her did you train with her prior to her bare knuckle days or did you start training with her after she was already in in bare knuckle she was already so I believe it was before she had won her belt <clears throat> and then she had won the belt and we were still training uh, together. So I think this was like 
um maybe 2018 oh wow you know what i mean so it's been a minute yeah we've we've known each other for a while yeah she's uh she's as about as good as uh about as good as they get in the top the top of the top she's that mount rushmore uh female right now in the bare knuckle world for sure and, and she she's taking on every bit she yeah absolutely every bit she's a dog and they and they lined her up with um they they put her on that April 29th card that they're they're like building this fucking massive mega card with Rockhold mm-hmm. and Perry and Alvarez. You're familiar with Alvarez being mm-hmm. a being a Bellator guy for a long time. And then they throw her on there with Beck Rollins and and winner coming off a win or a lo- or a loss, Beck Rollins is an exciting fighter. So I can't wait to see her and uh Misfit throw down right. Be- back in Misfit. Um did you check out the uh, the MVP fight when MVP fought Perry? I excuse me, I did get to see that. That was, uh, it was a little fun fight. Yeah, what did you think of the um, the sudden death round that they do in this sport? Isn't that awesome? Uh, I you couldn't ask for anything better. You know what I mean? <laughs> couldn't ask for anything better. Like let's get it. You know what I mean? So uh, I you know the thing about the rules uh, over here is like. Um, getting familiar to them and everything. Yep. I like it. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a combat sport. You know what I mean? It's meant for you to throw. So. Well, that, that overtime rule could come into play in your fight. Technically, it could. I mean, you might not be planning on going all the way, but if there is a draw by the end of that fifth round, it's a main event, that's when that rule can come into play. It, it, so it, it you just down. never know. It clicks in, and uh, I would be all of obliged to keep throwing if I could. You know what I mean? If I got to, so we've been so we've been going with BKFC for you know a few years now, and um, covering all their events and whatnot. And we've been saying at the five year mark. Now they're in their fifth year here. They basically reinvented the sport when they got it legalized in 2018. Anyways. In 2023, right now, they should re-look over their rules, and they should add that fucking sudden death rule to every fight. Just to make it to, like, where in our sport, there are no draws. You know what I mean? I love, I love that extra Agreed. round. And I, I think I, that they should add two rounds to the title fights right now. Uh, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, I, I feel like no matter what, someone should walk out of there a winner. We yeah. should know who won that fight. And who didn't win that fight? You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I, I I love it, too. It's a major bummer when you see two fighters putting it all on the line and they beat the shit out of each other and they're bleeding. They got cuts and everything. And they're like, ah, it's a tie. And then they kind of just like, you could see them both <laughs> deflate at that moment. Yeah. They're just both like, oh, really? That's it? Yeah, like, it I, fucking it, like I, I'm sure nobody wants to lose, but for some reason, I feel like if they lost, at least they'd have some kind of closure. Like, okay, I lost. Now I'm going to get this back. But now it's like, right. shit, what happened? What are we doing? Right. right. And it, and it's it's important for the storyline. I've always said for, uh, you know, uh, MMA, and it's pretty much for everything, you know, any any uh, sport. But uh, it's a big soap opera. You know, this guy fought this guy. This guy beat this guy. But this guy lost to this guy. You know what I mean? So the yep. storyline is always building. And when you have a storyline that's just like, yeah, but they never, you know what I mean, no one really yeah. won that fight. And then this guy goes on to have a great career and this guy kind of maybe stalls. It's, you know, 
what would have happened if he actually won that fight? You know what I mean? What would have happened if he didn't win that fight? So I think it's a great thing. You know? When that shit happens too, and they don't run it back, it just does. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sucks, like yeah. in 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 BKFC, they had a great fight between Jimmy Rivera and Howard Howard Davis. And Howard Davis is this young, early 20s, up-and-coming boxer fighting this UFC, um, you know, veteran, you know, 20-something fight veteran. He comes over, and it's this tall boxer against this short UFC fighter. They go all five rounds. They go to a draw, and then they never make the rematch, and Howard yeah. fights somebody else in his next fight. Yep. We're like, why wouldn't they run that back, like, like as the story soon as they're ended both in healthy? The you know? Right, right, and it leads you to think uh, about like what happened. You know, does, yeah. does he not want to fight this guy, or you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Does he not want to run it back? Does he not want to get that vengeance back, or is he hurt, or you know what I mean? It leads too many questions. So, yeah, you know, definitely giving that guy the opportunity to you know get back in there and get get that uh, win back or, or whatever it may be. That's a guy. That's a guy like you being like a almost like a lifelong Bellator guy, and Jimmy being like a longtime UFC guy. It would be mm-hmm. super cool to see you two in the BKFC ring. But you got to get through da- that first. That is no walk in the park, Daniel. We're gonna no. tell you right now. I know you're uh, you're a world class champion fighter, but that's gonna give you a, a good good time on March seventeenth. I, I expect him to. Like yeah. I said, I expect nothing less. You know what I mean? And as as he's no walk. Uh, no walk even absolutely you know, and just wake up and just think about doing this you know what i mean just like he did it. and uh you know I've, I've never been one to underestimate an opponent um i've always been smart about you know me trying to fight and who i'm fighting not who i'm fighting but how i fight them you know what i mean uh watching what i need to watch uh not fixating on what they do as much as you know get a game plan you know, execute that game plan and right. and bang out. So, you and know. you got you had two good fights. His last two fights were like perfect for you to watch because he was fighting two, you know, longtime MMA fighters and Johnny Bedford and Luis Palomino. So I'm sure you can watch those two fights and get a lot of, you know, a lot of fucking yeah. note, a lot of notes in your in yeah. your game plan here. Um, what is what is your long term plan here? Is this was this a one fight deal, or do you have uh, a, do you plan to stick around and um, go a while with this company, or maybe go back to MMA? What's the what's the uh, what's the plan going forward? So I signed a three fight deal with them. Oh, you know? nice. Um, yeah. So I'll be here for a little bit. Cool. Uh, God willing, that you know I don't get hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, no one gets hurt. Um, you know, I, I would like to keep it moving this year and just get back into the scene, keep my name out there and keep, keep rolling. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to, uh, you know, do what I'm doing here. Like I said, I'm always one mind focused. So yeah. I'm here, I'm signed to his, signed to this uh, promotion. This is what I'm focusing on. This is who I'm focusing on. And uh, once that dissolves, then we'll see what's up. But uh, as far as right now, uh, I'm a bare knuckle fighter. Fucking awesome, man! It's good. To, it's good that the, this this company that you're signed to right now just keeps on bringing in high level talent. And in 2018, when it first came around, people were looking at it like it's human cockfighting, like early fucking UFC or you early MMA. Um, this what is this? What is this barbarian sport? Why the fuck is this legal? And now 
state athletic commissions are starting to come around and like draw back the fucking defense a little bit on this. They're realizing that it's not as dangerous as everybody thinks it is. More and more states are sanctioning it. So as more and more states allow it, I think the sky's the limit for this sport. And it could be right up there. It's, I honestly think it's more, it's definitely more exciting than uh, box, uh gloved boxing. For sure, right, right, uh, right, like a, right. a thousand percent more, and it's catching up to MMA. Like it's um, it's it's just really good quality combat sports entertainment that is really drawing in high level talent now. I love it. But I think um, you know the the thing of it is is like people don't believe in people don't believe in things until everyone else is believing into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yep. uh, just like you mentioned, like. The early days of MMA and UFC and uh, those promotions where it can be sanctioned is because people didn't believe in it. You know, what I mean, they yeah. didn't believe it was a sport because they knew nothing about it. You know, we're 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 athletes, we're professionals. We go out here, we put it out all on the line. You know, we're not just walking off the street um, from drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette and you know, well, some of us might be, but you know, what I mean, <laughs> just throwing down or whatever. But we're professionals. You know what I mean? We go in there, we train hard, we work hard. And on top of that, it's our livelihood. You know what I mean? We do this to pay bills. We do this to put on a show for the fans and, and stuff like that. So once people start recognizing that, uh, uh, the sky's the limit for Bear Nelson. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's just so much easier to understand to the everyday person, the person that doesn't follow fights, doesn't watch combat sports, but does like to tune in every now and then or just likes to maybe go to the bar on a Friday, Saturday night to watch the fights with some friends, but they don't follow it when they go to UFC. So I'll say from my point of view. I follow everything. I've been watching for years. Same thing with Kyle, right? And yourself, you obviously, you know what's going on. When you go out and I see somebody and I has a good high-level jujitsu match. Now, I don't do jujitsu myself, but I've been watching for so long. I'm so interested in what's going on there. Get invested, right? There are other people there that are just like, oh, geez, what is going on here? Like, it's been 30 minutes. I've been watching 15 minutes of these guys wrestling, another 15 minutes of these guys wrestling, and then all the stuff in between. So basically, it's been a half an hour plus time, and I have been uninterested. For this fight, right, for this, I feel like everybody's invested. There's not a lot of time to stop and run to the bathroom and, you know, maybe have a conversation with someone because it's people punching each other in the face. I mean, you, what is there not to understand about this? They come out, they fight two minute rounds. It's fast paced. There's five rounds. The winner usually doesn't make it to the end. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Then the next two fighters are coming out five minutes later and it's like, Oh, here comes the next fight. Yeah. And and (laughs) and the thing about it too, like you said, it's, it's fast paced. And, and you named the the main two things. People are punching each other in the face and it's fast paced. Yeah. People want to see blood. They want to see blood. They want to see somebody get hurt. They want to see someone get knocked out. They want to see what's going to happen. And that's happening at a, at a timely fashion where it's like, I don't have time to go take this shit. You know what I mean? I don't (laughs) have time to go order another shot. I want to see what the fuck's about to happen. Right. And that's that. So it's, it's dope. I was a, I was a guest on a, just a regular sports podcast. They had me come on to help preview an MMA and a a UFC pay-per-view that was coming up because these guys didn't really know anything about combat sports. So they, they knew that I knew 
pretty much about all combat sports, but they also knew that my focus right now is bare knuckle fighting. So they had uh-huh. me come on. I do my thing with the UFC and whatnot. And then they're like, can you explain to us wh- what is this bare knuckle fighting championship that you're, you're covering? And like, they didn't even know what it was. Oh, so I'm explaining it to them. And they're like, it's so it's, it's just bare hand. I'm like, well, they can wrap their wrists and shit, but it's, it's a fist fight. And they're like, and why, why would people want to watch this? I'm like, Cause it's the most relatable combat sport on the fucking planet. Everybody that has a sibling has punched somebody in the face with a bare hand. Everybody that has a sibling has been punched in the face with a bare hand. Everybody that's been to a bar and had a few fucking drinks has watched a fist fight. Right. That's what this is. It's basically what this is with more talented. It's more obviously it's more talented fighters. They're trained fighters, but you don't have to know what an omoplata is, or you don't have to know what a fucking guillotine is. You don't have to know what a fucking you know, body lock, drag, yeah. takedown. You don't need to know yeah. any of that. Double bullshit. leg, single leg. Right. Yeah. You don't need to know any of that. But you do need to know how to put this into that person's face. And that's yeah. it. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's really, it's really relatable. And people have been punching each other in the face since the caveman days. So, it, you know, it's the yeah. oldest sport in the world. Right, right. Uh, I've always told people, like, uh, the thing about fighting that I like about fighting is that we get all that other, other shit out the way. You know what I mean? If you think about any other sport or anything, uh, any disagreement that happens, what do they want to do? You know, they want to fight. So we're not going to play the baseball and then have a fight. Nope, we're not going to play the hockey and then have a fight. We're going to subtract all that and just get to business. You know yeah. Because I mean? that's what people come for. They, they, they came for that. So. And, uh, hey, I will tell you that the guys that had me on that show – they tuned in to the next event and then they were texting me. They were like, yo, that was one of the fucking craziest Bye. things I've ever watched in my life. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I write back to him. I said, go to one live. You'll fucking never go back. I mean, you'll never, you'll never turn back. And once you go to one live, it's a whole nother freaking world. It's great on TV. It's even better live. Even the, better, the energy yeah. in that room, that the crowd goes crazy. The, the, the sound, the, sound. the blood, the fucking, it's every, it's everything that a combat sport fan looks for. I've Daniel. Had, I've had, go ahead. Oh no! Go no good. Good. No, I've had. Uh, I was just saying. I, I've had. Uh, you know, people say the same thing that came to my fights for the first time. Like, you know, they've watched me on TV plenty of times, but they're like, "Yo, this is different. This is life changing coming to a fight." And it is. It, it's always has been. Uh, I like to think it's me, but uh, it's de- definitely in the fighting. You know what I mean? You get in there and you see people, you know, like talented professional fighters. You know, getting to it. And uh, being st- uh, strategic and, and, you know, doing what we love to do, it is it's definitely a different feeling. It's fucking great. And it's uh, it's exciting to have you in the BKFC now, going against that win, main eventing in Delray Beach, Florida, BKFC 39. That's next week, St. Patty's Day, March 17th. If you have not gotten the app, get the app, people. You're going to want to watch this one expect fireworks we all know how daniel's fought his entire career you know how dat fights it's it's gonna be fireworks just another great matchmaking by uh by by the man nate shook there um before we let you go can we ask you a couple off the wall non-fighting questions we like to do this with everybody that have a little good time here just to get yeah let's go daniel strauss what is the most ridiculous fact that you know Facts that I know. <laughs> you know when it's uh, random factoids? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my daughter told me 
the other day, and I had to look this up. There's a guy <laughs> that actually ate a uh, ate a plane. Ate a what? Yeah, ate a plane. I've heard about that guy. Was he yeah, in the Guinness he, Book? Yeah, he ate a fucking plane. Ate the like, plane. Real shit. How? Wait. Okay. And so, he's ate, yeah. he's eating like light bulbs, bicycles, and all yeah, sorts of shit. glass, all type of shit. Like obviously not like he just in pieces ate a plane. I am totally going to look that up when we yeah. get off this show here. That sounds like the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the Guinness Book. You know, I, I thought when my kid told me that lobsters pee out of their face and turtles breathe through their butts, I thought those were weird facts. But a man, <laughs> yeah. a man eating hey. a plane, that's some fucking wild shit. Yeah, yes, wild. it is. All right. Number two. What part of a kid's movie completely scarred you? So when you're growing up, watching a movie uh, right is there some part of a movie that you were watching that like nope for the rest of your life that's just like one part is just stuck with you forever all right so uh, i'm gonna show my age here uh, i don't know if you remember this movie i can't even remember what it's called but these like clowns used to put people in a like cocoon yes killer clowns from outer space couldn't fuck with it. It was something about <laughs> I don't eat because of that movie. I don't eat cotton candy and I don't like clowns. No, no shit. he Dude, took the swirly straw and they'd stick it in there and drink the blood out of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to watch that. Was on USA all the time. Yeah. Oh man, that's a fucking great answer. These that's a great two movie. good answers in a row here. Here we go. Number three. Uh, what's the biggest animal you think you could kill with your bare hands? Biggest animal I could kill yeah. with my bare hands. Biggest animal. Uh, kangaroo. <laughs> kangaroo. Okay, that's a pretty big animal, too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm beating the shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> They'll stand with you bang too. I used to say I used to say a mountain lion, and Mike used to always be like, You're fucking insane if you think you <sighs> I, could kill a mountain lion. And I'm like, dude. I think if you could avoid its front claws and you could get its back and get a rear naked choke on a you, fucking mountain could. lion, I think it's been done. I think I could do it. You have a better chance of winning the lottery, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm dead then. Yeah, uh, we out of there. A kangaroo, at least I could pop them box. and take off running or something. You know what I mean? They just get that kick, one bite kick, on your neck. <laughs> blood choke, right. done. It's a wrap. Kick, kick that kangaroo right in his fucking kangaroo nuts. Do they have nuts? Yeah, you just kick them right in his nuts. I have no idea. <laughs> Some of them got to have nuts. Where are they all coming all from? All right, last question. What's, Here we go. What's the worst job you've ever had? Worst job I've ever had. Um, <laughs> now you got me stumped. So right, I, I'll. Uh, so well, I you've been tell fighting you for so real, long. I, mean, I can tell you something real quick while you to to maybe maybe it'll jog something or or, or whatever, but. Okay, one of the first, I think it was actually the first job I ever got on the books, right? Worked at KFC, absolutely fucking hated this job with every <laughs> ounce of my being. I remember, so like I worked under the table doing silly shit, whatever. So I got my working mm -hmm. papers, finally got a real job. I work at KFC. They're like, oh, we're going to start you on original recipe. Hey, you're going to get the freaking wings out of the bag, pour it in here, do this and that. Uh, I did that for a day, came back the next day. They're like, yeah, we're going to put you back on original recipe. And I was like, I'm quitting this job. I fucking yeah. this job. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. So well, I did that. It sucked. You had to wash the pans by hand. The floors were slippery and nasty. And then I found out how they made the gravy. Okay. 
changed oh. my whole life. Oh, don't ruin our lives uh, right now. Yeah. I don't even eat KFC, so <laughs> I, uh, fuck that. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. So uh, you got me thinking. I quit. Uh, I, I got that. I got the. I got my paycheck. My I planned. I said uh, I'm gonna work my two weeks so I can get a full paycheck, and then as soon as I'm done with that fu- two weeks, I quit. I'm out. I'm done. I left. <laughs> I went somewhere else. I went to Newport Creamery and became a dishwasher. It was what? they had a real dishwasher there. <laughs> what is it? Not Long John Silver's. There's another fish spot. Um, Captain D's. I worked at Captain D's, and uh, <laughs> probably one of the worst jobs I ever had. I. Uh, I was in the back in the kitchen and shit, and Probably I was always stunk. getting popped with yeah, always getting popped with grease and shit. Oh. I'm like, man, fuck this job. I can't fucking take this. <laughs> I'm gonna go fight people. Working in the kitchen yeah. sucks, man. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Unless you're like a kitchen person that's like, you know, talented. Want you know, want to be around that. I, I'm, that's not me. Yeah. I just can't do it. If you're a chef, it's great, right? If you're a chef and you're creating the menu and you're walking around, you're all with this nice, clean chef's uniform. That's great. But if you're a cook, forget it. It Sucks. (laughs) Do you want to hear a? You want to hear a shitty job? It wasn't my job, but me and I don't know if you know this, Daniel. Me and Mike are both still actively in the army right now. So I've been in for 22 years. He's been in for 50. Thank you. Thanks. But I was in Kuwait in 2003, and um. It was a hundred and fucking thirty-five degrees outside, and oh. I get put on armed guard duty for the. They call them TCNs. They bring in these mm-hmm. um, guys from the third country nationals from outside the post to come in and do like the jobs that nobody wants to do, like suck the shit out of fucking porta johns and shit like mm-hmm. that. I got put on guard duty. I had to ride shotgun with this dude in a shit suck truck. <laughs> in 135 degree heat oh, God. and all dude Looking it was like at. it was like eight fucking hours of me sitting with a loaded rifle in the fucking passenger seat smelling this dude suck shit all day it was uh, that, that probably the worst it was only like i only had to do that like two or three times so that suck shit Thank job God. sucked ass huh yeah, yeah suck yeah, shit yeah. job. <laughs> i couldn't do it Y'all better than me. I'd have yeah. been like, I need the first ticket home. This is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Just discharge. Give me my that ass, dishonorable discharge. I'm getting out of here. I don't give yeah. a shit. Fuck yeah. That. We used to call it the the shit suck truck. That's that was the job. The shit suck truck. truck. Yeah, Uh, fucking sucked ass, dude. But anyways, that was this has been a good time talking with you, Daniel. Um, we couldn't tell you how how, like how when we heard that that was coming back and that you were the opponent, we're like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? This is a headliner for sure. March seventeenth. Do you have any final words for anybody that's listening? You want to deliver a message to Dat? You want to shout some people out? Go ahead and do it now. Um, yeah, if you're a fan of me, I appreciate it. Keep watching. If you're not a fan of me, you will be. Um, you guys, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, BKFC, love you guys. Uh, can't, can't fucking wait to uh, showcase myself and uh, keep doing what I love to do. There it is. Uh, go check it out. BKFC app, March 17th, main event, that win. And Daniel Strauss. Mike, you got anything else for him? Ah, man. Thank you so much. As I told the rest of the guys, uh, wish we could be there to see this live, but I'm sure we'll catch up face to face at some point and we'll have, we we'll have a chit chat and, and, and make some content sure. together, you know? For sure. For sure. 
Thank there you. you go, Thank you. Have a great night, Daniel, and uh, best of luck next week. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you. All right, man. Take care. There he is. Bullfrog what? Actual was asking uh, Al Assad. Was no, this was no. It was an. It was a. So I did the. F- I did a few months at Camp Doha with the um, the Patriot Battery up there. We we ran. We we helped those fucking guys out, and then um, and then we went down to Ali Asaleen and not Ali Asaleen for uh, Arab John for the last few months of that deployment, and um. Yeah, it just sucked ass. We lived, and this is like back in 03 when there was no hard ball roads. There was no hard buildings. It was all tents and dirt roads. It lived in tent city, and all you heard was generators and fucking scud alarms and bunkers and all kinds of dumb shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, you know, things have changed overseas, people. It, it's very much like there's... there's it's different. There, yeah, there's places over there that are uh, a lot like fucking, you know, Germany nowadays. You know what I mean? Like PCS spots. People go, will yep. go there for permanent positions and stuff. So yeah, for those what, who are not what, military PCS, right. permanent change of station. So right. you're going to be there for a while, two years. Right. So what used to be like a combat zone is no longer a combat zone. It's just somewhere where you can get stationed for fucking two years if you're active duty. So anyways, suck shit, truck sucks. Um <laughs> Shout out to Rookie Randall, Isaac Doolittle, Renee Rodriguez, and Daniel Strauss. All four of those guys were fantastic fucking guests tonight. Um, super cool. Can't wait to see all their fights coming up, man. Yeah. Uh, all four of those guys are on that Delray Beach card, and and we're not going to be there, dude. I know. It's sad. It's a sad, uh, sad, sad story. Especially I mean, Kyle, dude, you could buy yourself a round trip for a couple of days and get down no, there. I, mean, I, I am drilling with you guys. This, oh, this are you? You're going to be yeah, with us. Yeah, I'm inspecting your ass, man. Um, Don't inspect my not, ass. Not your ass. Okay, I'm inspecting you guys. I'm especially after <laughs> sitting on this chair for a couple hours here. No, no, no. I'll be with that. you guys this weekend or that weekend. So, But how fun would it have been to be in Delray Beach, Florida, Watch I was this trying week. to find out if I have more than two pink eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how you got that pink eye. What you been doing in that? What, what do you? What you and your Stephanie been doing? I don't know. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> She's farting in your face while you're sleeping because you because <laughs> you don't spend enough time with her on Wednesdays yeah. and Thursdays. Oh, nights. you want to watch BKFC and go on the road? Well, we'll see what. How's this feel? You won't be able to open your eye in the morning. But dude, not only not only is it, you know florida so we're going to be leaving the north we would have been leaving the northeast in this shit weather up here and like the weather's starting to get better but it's still cold up here yeah get down there delray beach awesome fight card that just so happens to be saint patrick's day can you imagine what the post fight parties are going to be like that night Uh. it's going to be absolutely fucking insane uh, sh- shout out to Michael Quigg who won those tickets last night, man. He's yes. gonna, he gets to go down there, yes. see this incredible stack card, go party, do, go do some St. Patrick's Day partying down there. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm jealous. Living bro. it up. Living I, it up. I Plus am. Maxim friggin' and country hooking it up from the extreme BK fans page. I mean, geez. Jeez. Guys unbelievable unreal hey shout out to guerrilla warfare apparel that are always taking care of us uh guerrilla warfare apparel.com go use the promo code mike and mish get 15 percent off your uh purchase go to condemn labs 
condemnedlabs.com. Use promo code Mike and Mish, get 10% off of your supplements, get jacked like Mike. Um, go to, you can go to Norcom Mortgage's Instagram, you can go to their website, but if you could just call Mike Mish, 860-884-2103 and ask him anything you need to ask him about getting a loan, home uh, refinance, whatever, hit him up. Go check out BK Bet Shark on Instagram. The guy's winning everybody a bunch of money. Yeah. And go check out Bear Knuckles Corn money. Snacks. Get yourself some popcorn for these fights because you can. You're not going to want to walk away from the TV. So get the pop. Get the Bear Knuckle popcorn. Get uh, you know, get a little drinky. Sit. Get a little, maybe a little um. What the what's the fucking what's the uh, Irish beer Guinness again? Get yourself a Guinness because it's going to be. St. Patty's Day, get some popcorn, get some Guinness, have a good time, watch they, these fights. People drink green beer on that day. You know, those fucking guys are stew nods, man. <sighs> you know what? People, um, I know that Joe Ivy said last week she misses stew nod of the week. Yeah. And uh, and I miss stew nod of the week. But the thing is, like, we've been so busy getting so many damn fighters on. Yeah, and, we need some employees is what I think we need. Well, yeah, what we need to do is, like, we don't have time to find articles about absolute stew nods. I did a little research today for the Florida Man game. That was yeah. fun. I mean, they could have been stew nod nominees. but um, Yeah, they could have been for sure. But were they of the weeks? That's of, like, fucking history. That was that was not of the contract. Yeah. She says contract. The out amount more. of time. But well, we're spending on this is incredible. I don't think people would ever even really realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And we love it. Don't get us wrong. But you want to know who's not going to love it soon? And we talk about this all the time. The family. So it's like, hey, I sit here and I go, all right, where I can sneak down here. I got to change the laundry. I'll just open up my laptop for a couple minutes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I hear, Mike, where are you? I'm downstairs doing the laundry. For 25 minutes, you've been putting the fucking clothes in the washer. That's it. <laughs> For 25 minutes, it took you to do that. So, yeah, it's a lot. Of, I mean, I don't know. I was separating the clothes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> right. I've been on my computer for 25 minutes fucking typing away, yeah, and doing video shit. It happens, you know. I'm always trying to sneak it's a, in a it's couple a, minutes. It's like a side full-time job that we got going on here. Yeah. So we love it, though. We're going to keep on riding and we're going to keep on doing this shit. Um, working on some guests for next week. We don't have anything to announce yet, but you know where we'll be at 9 p.m. next Wednesday. You know where we'll be at 9 p.m. next Thursday. There will be a guest list. Maybe we'll bring back a student out of the week. Maybe we'll give away some shit next week. But it is a fight week, and we got the we got the event that Friday, yeah. that, that Friday night. So going to be yeah, a good week next week. We're going to Virginia the week after that. Yeah, then we're going to Virginia. So drill fight weekend. Then it's non-drill going to the fights weekend. <clears throat> can't can't wait, brother. Um, you got anything else for these peeps before we get the hell out of here? Nope, I'm good. Peace out, peeps. Peace, 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 peace. peace, peace.